is now the ultimate power in the universe. Hey everyone, welcome to Sports Radio 1917, your home for sports discussion and fantasy analysis from a leftist perspective. I'm Kelton, and today I'm joined by my fellow sports Bolsheviks and professional broadcasters, Gabe and Mitchell. How's it going, fellas? Fan-fucking-tastic. Good, good. That's important. Uh, are you are you still hanging in there, Mitchell? Uh, you, you have like a, yeah. an ACL injury, I believe, right? That, that That's what <laughs> happened to you? Just a, an ACL injury? Yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 yes, yes. <laughs> like everyone else? Yeah, like, exactly. That's just part of it. Uh, what would be the podcasting or streaming equivalent of an ACL injury? Like I'm, I'm trying to. Larynx, yeah, maybe. yeah. Just, <laughs> if you're talking randomly at one point, you just watch someone's throat move a foot and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's basically what it is. Yeah, just, just, oh god. That was that would make that even wonder. Cool. <laughs> it probably doesn't mean that cool. Like a, like an insane physical. It'd be like throat polyps or something oh, like God. that like something that just like you don't see it's super fucking gross and like whatever yeah no it, it's uh okay well what's the only way to cure it well each singular vocal cord they have to stretch it back out and then they have to reclip it so that way then when they put it back in and uh we don't know the voice will be similar but never quite the same ever again that's these things <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, called, it's called the it's called Pavarotti surgery. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I would love to see the ESPN medical advisor that they always call after every gruesome injury. Uh, Aaron <laughs> Andrews, right? That's that's the name of the yeah, surgeon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just to be. So, what's the timeline here? What's the speed uh, to recovery? It's always something just insane, where it's just like. Well, uh, they'll be able to walk again in about nine weeks. They'll probably be fully healed, though, uh, in about 20 weeks. So we'll be done for the rest of the season. But then, you know, for, for any other normal human being, it's, oh, well, you're just never going to walk the same way again. Like, <laughs> you, you are not this amazing super athlete that you are comparing that injury timeline recovery to. I mean, every other normal person in the world doesn't have access to the best pharmaceutical grade go-go juice. That's true. That's <laughs> true. There's no HGH for the commoner. Yeah, not yet. Exactly. Not yet. Uh, man, We're uh, getting there. Thank you, Mark Cuban. <laughs> <laughs> I love that edition of Shark Tank. My, my pitch? Okay. HGH for the working man. Powdered HGH. Something you can... Making every 35-year-old athlete's dreams come true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Play like a 31-year-old athlete. That, that's the problem. Can you imagine how many guys who like peaked in high school who would like immediately go buy the shit out of that and start living out their Punisher fantasy? Uh, yeah, me. Thank you very much. <laughs> I can imagine Mitchell buying it then getting incredibly disappointed when all that happens is that he gets puberty too. 
electric boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> it's just brace face, your teeth start moving oh, and all these no. awkward angles. Oh, no, that's so <laughs> true. Why, why, can't my, why are my tendons so stretchy? Sure, I can't break them. I also can't gain any muscle mass. What's occurring to me right now? <laughs> Uh, oh yeah no i'm, I'm off mean, of it now i mean if the age made me sprout up to like seven foot seven foot two i would <laughs> at the age of 34 go try out for the nba because fuck it what do i have to lose yeah we could uh just uh you know all of us be collective sinners in the chinese basketball association just checking out chilling no real athletic skill but we are seven foot six so that gives us some advantage <laughs> Dude, most seven foot tall NBA people kind of suck. Let's yeah, and their knees explode after a year, no matter what. <laughs> exactly. I will absolutely take two million dollars for a year in the CBA. You know, yeah, yeah. I, or whatever I, the equivalent amount of two million dollars is in China. As, as long as you're not in America, so you don't have those medical bills following oh, you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you, I would love that you explode your knee up in the Chinese Basketball Association. And then you just watch your social credit score drop as all the fans get mad at you. Well, I made it to the finals. Make it to the finals, but unfortunately, it's cruel twist of fate means you can never rent again. Congratulations. <laughs> Dude, if I, could, if I could make it for a year in the CBA before blowing out my knee, but like on a team that I could ride the bench into a championship, like that'd be, you know, that's it's the Golden that's State Lions, I believe, of Chinese <laughs> yeah. basketball, right? That's the, Dude, that's the dream, man. It's like ride your bench to a ring, man. Like those rings. <laughs> have millions of dollars worth of diamonds on them you can pawn that shit well it's like also it's fun trivia for announcers because that's how they get to say shit like two-time nba champion javale mcgee of <laughs> los angeles <laughs> lakers <laughs> which is how much did they say josh gordon's ring sold for like six hundred yeah, yeah it, it just absolutely wild shit is what that that boils down to because I can't imagine being one of those guys and then uh, you're having to put like a major asterisk next to Super Bowl champion or NBA champion or World Series champion or whatever hey, it man. was. A ring is a ring. That's all <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. Like, look at look at this current se- season's playoffs. Like, most people are most of these teams are playing eight guys, maybe nine. For the most part, it's like, so they've got another, what, six guys, seven guys. They're cruising their way to a ring, potentially. Like, barring any major injuries, like, those guys are getting a ring for not doing anything. I mean, it it really is one of those things that I think is uh, what we can call fourth ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, (laughs) I I mean, this is garbage time for their careers, right? You know, like, uh, Dwight Howard... For people who watched him play, they would know that him winning a championship and him being a good player were not synonymous at the same point in time. But <laughs> when he's on like his seventh round of voting or whatever, people are going to be looking at him and going like, oh, he well, he did win an NBA championship and he was pretty dominant for a couple of years. So, yeah, I guess that's worthy of being in the Hall of Fame or whatever. Uh, he he was like four-time defensive player of the year. Like, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. 
that, that, that is uh, a bold beautiful. take. A bold take. Uh, in, I'm in sure. Elite, Howard in the Hall of Fame is a in a league take. where defense I, I'm, I'd say that he is for sure by the fourth year being on the ballot, he will be in the Hall of Fame. I'm oh, not, not the first round. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now we're arguing yeah, second yeah. year versus fourth year. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's compromise and say third year. No, 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 no. Okay. I, I thought you meant in general. No, no. Yeah, sorry. I mean, sorry I, I, my, one of my lights is doing like this weird poltergeist thing where like it's halfway going out, fully going out, and then uh, coming back to life all of a sudden as a bulb. So that That's going to be really interesting to see like the shading take place. And or the possession takeover. So um, <laughs> the street gets real weird and I start to start saying things like I genuinely believe in the Nuggets winning against the Lakers. That's when you know that my mind has been taken over. So I mean, let's be honest. The Nuggets are undefeated in elimination games. Yeah. In our <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, I guess we should talk about the NBA playoffs. Why the fuck not? Because uh, it's game four is happening right now be- before our very eyes. So, and that's something that I, I have gotten some feedback on that people enjoy listening to us blissfully and ignorantly talk about a game that is already old news to them the next day. <laughs> and so hearing us just sound like idiots. Uh, yeah, uh, no, that's, that's, I can see the entertainment value in that. Like those idiots, they have no idea <laughs> this comeback is about to happen or, oh, they have no idea it only gets worse from here. Something like that. But, uh, the Lakers are up 2-1 on the Nuggets. So in w- a weird way, if the Nuggets win, they'll have tied up the series. And like what Gabe was saying, if they lose, that means they're in an elimination game next uh, game that happens. And they're undefeated in the elimination game. So they have the Lakers right where they want them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so if they win this game, then they can give up game five. Yes. And, yes. Like, and then just, you know, gentlemen sweep their way to the end. <laughs> Respecting elders all the way through. Um, I mean, it's, it is weird, though, because outside of an Anthony Davis three, they could be the ones who were up to one, you know, and, and that could be and that would be an interesting, cruel twist of fate. If the Nuggets somehow were the ones up three one and the Lakers came back just oh, oh it's like the warriors you know when they were down 3-1 to the thunder and then uh, yeah. all of a sudden they gave that up that that poetic sense i think might be uh mildly appropriate or you know the clippers blowing a 3-1 lead in their last round if it's any consolation i've already forgotten about this year's clippers like they have <laughs> been blipped away from my mind i can't think of anything more boring then okay so let's do power rankings for next season all right the la clippers top five and that's where they're gonna stay for the remainder of the year and then they're gonna be a two seed again and then we'll, we'll get to play it all back so we'll, or they'll probably be a three seed right i um, think they'll probably they'll, yeah they'll because be the dallas two. mavericks will be a two seed oh well yeah, that, that, that may be true hard. weirdly it actually also might be true <laughs> But like Golden State, I think you know. Golden State's gonna be the one seed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I credit to the Thunder for making the eight seed, and the Rockets now for getting kicked out. Because uh, uh, I mean, I, I can only imagine uh, with D'Antoni now being rumored to go with the 76ers, which I was mocked for two weeks ago. 
purporting and pushing that idea. I'm not, not going to levy any accusations against anyone here. <clears throat> but uh, uh, that seemed like that was absolutely stupid. Now, though, the idea is that the 76ers want to hire D'Antoni so that within next year, or not next year, but the year after, D'Antoni can then lure James Harden away, which that is that is fan casting if I have ever seen something. I, I, the, here's the problem is I don't know that Philly is well-renowned for its strip clubs. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I, I don't doubt that a city the size of Philly – um, doesn't have a few good. It's just Harden on the ferry going to New Jersey for the strip clubs. Like after every game, that's where he goes. Yeah, I can see Harden, Harden just posting up in New Jersey and just calling it a day. <laughs> just move the stadium Philly. here. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, but uh, do y'all have any particular insight about this Lakers Nuggets matchup? I mean. Any any big predictions, Gabe? I think you know you would be going with the Lakers. What about you, Mitchell? Look, you can't count out the Nuggets until the Nuggets are actually eliminated. Because at this point, <laughs> you, you've just been waiting for them to get eliminated, mm-hmm. and they they keep winning. Yeah, it's, when the it's, magic's in the air, you got to ride the magic. I don't care if it is LeBron and AD. This Nuggets team has been together longer than LeBron and AD has. It's true. It's true. No, I mean, I see, uh, you know, my prediction is the safe one, and it's the Lakers will close out this series. I think in six is the most likely scenario. Which I think but, is the most fun, honestly, because that would be oh, yeah, Lakers win fun. this game. They're up 3-1. Nuggets win, and it's 3-2. And then we get to all have that storyline <laughs> Oh, God, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. And then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it would be more fun to see the Nuggets win. And also, like, you know, I always have to, like, wonder how much I want to see the Nuggets win versus some weird internal media developed hatred of LeBron. And, like, I definitely hate the Lakers. No, I like LeBron. I hate the Lakers. Yeah, I think maybe that's it. Like, there's this combination of not growing up in Los Angeles, but still growing up in California, and the and like everybody's a Lakers fan regardless of where they live in California for some goddamn reason. There are like twelve I mean, people who are Clippers fans, but yeah, yeah, it's like there's twelve Clippers fans. They're the Chargers of basketball. Exactly. Exactly. There's 19 employees on the Clippers administrative team, but there's and only they all 12 the Chargers in the off season. <laughs> <laughs> and like, there's, no, there's no Sacramento fans. Like everybody's just paying to see the other team that they're mm-hmm. playing. It's like the all time the time honor players. tradition, really. Yeah, like, exactly. Come watch your favorite team win here. And then everybody hates Golden State unless you're like in Oakland or San Francisco. So it's like this insane pocket of like liberal tech bros who love Golden State. Yeah, I don't get it, man. I just hate the fucking Lakers. I just want them to lose. I mean, I just but they're really, gonna win. really yeah, want the Lakers not. to lose just so they can ask a question of like, well, do you think Kobe Bryant could ever forgive you, LeBron, for not bringing <laughs> a championship home? Here, we have uh, Vanessa uh, Bryant here right now. Uh, LeBron, can you explain why you chose to shoot that fadeaway three instead of passing to the open Anthony Davis instead, oh, securing God. the victory? 
That's right. We're going to get a fucking, like, we're going to get a Kobe speech if LeBron wins the championship. It's going to be all about how he, he felt he felt the Black Mamba. You know, he felt the spirit inside of him. And I'm just like, man, this is not a religious experience. Like, yeah, we're all Call sad. Call me a drunk co-ed in Denver, Colorado, because I also <laughs> felt the Mamba presence inside me. It wasn't expecting it. Certainly wasn't thinking it would go this way. But I did. So this is where I'm at now. Oh, <laughs> Uh, yeah. it's fine. It's fine. I I think, I mean, Lakers, I think are the safe bet, but God, I would love to see the Nuggets win. I think that's the more, I think Mitch is right. That's the more interesting. You know how much money you would have made on the playoff, on the playoffs if you just like bet Nuggets money line. I mean, you would have lost too. Like you would have only actually won one game each series. But every game that you would have won, all four games you would have won against the Clippers, you would have doubled your money. That's true. That's true. I'll need to I'll need to think about that as my coward betting <laughs> continues on. At this point, like I'm now just betting to lose money, but feel good about losing money. Being like, you know what? Like, I want the Heat to win this game. I'm gonna bet on the Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> And then sometimes I'm pleasantly surprised. And other times, you know, uh, Tyler Harrow goes off for 37 points. So uh. the key to successful gambling is to just spread it out to as many different places where eventually you're just betting on both sides. Yep. And uh, you're just hedging and hedging and hedging. And, you know, that's that's why the, why why it's called a hedge fund. <laughs> <laughs> no matter who wins, I uh, I technically win. This is the beauty of like sports betting is unlike the stock market where you have to be rich to make money on sports betting, poor people can occasionally win. It's like true. it's true. Anyone can get lucky. Like anyone can get lucky. You know, you don't have to be rich. Not not, you know, um, again, anyone, I think, on the Miami Heat or Boston Celtics. I don't think that there's too many poor people. That are celebrating uh, in those fan bases, right? All those fucking Southies in Boston. And all well, you know, the reason they're poor is because they don't know how to bet on sports. That's right. That's right. They... <laughs> you haven't learned how to invest into the hedge fund yet. Yeah. They, they, kept, they keep on thinking that LeBron will come back to the Heat. So that's why they keep betting on the Heat to win the championship every year. Well, guess what? They they have a legitimate shot now because, uh, man, Heat are up three one on the Celtics. That, what what a series so far! This has been just electric to watch the whole time. Yeah, you don't you don't you know you don't bet on your favorite teams to win unless it's you know the Phoenix Suns and you bet that they can <laughs> make it into the bubble in the playoffs and that bet would pay out fifteen grand. And that is <laughs> <laughs> yeah no the, you have a uh, one internet betting check stub or receipt that you can always look back on fondly when next year they do make the playoffs and they do go on a magical run <laughs> wondering what could have happened because you were I one just, year early you're, you're never gonna get those odds again like no. nobody saw the suns going undefeated and nobody definitely saw them going undefeated and then missing the playoffs you, I sure should. You remind me with your betting philosophy with the Suns. Like, you know how in every post apocalyptic movie, they have that one crazy character 
who they're saying like i saw the apocalypse was coming but they have been wrong like 30 times before when they said that they saw the apocalypse like yes they were right this time around and you know i'm willing to bet 30 times before if you had said the suns will go undefeated in the playoffs dead wrong but you landed this one and that's what counts for true (laughs) sports fame that is what ca- I mean. Let's be honest. We are sports commentators, and what matters is the insane predictions we make that we get right. Not yeah. all the ones that got we got wrong, such as me betting on the Suns or <laughs> the fact that not that no wide receivers would go in the first twenty picks of this year's NFL draft. It hurts me. It hurts me inside. You know, <laughs> um, it's okay. God, and then and then flipping it uh, by saying some ridiculous shit. Of like by what was it like by like the fortieth pick five wide receivers will have gone like that hurt yeah. me that hurt me really deep inside <laughs> oh god um so uh, I I can't even focus back I'm I'm completely adrift right now um I I think obviously the NBA would want Boston and L A to be the matchup right you know that that I think has a lot of storylines there. Especially, Even LA and the Heat would be like, you know, yeah, I mean, they mostly want the storyline. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Like, um, yeah. Oh no, they get like the fifth biggest sports market instead of and, the fourth. Like, all the money is on LA too, and so that's why LA's got to take a fall this year because it's not a real championship year. Anyways. Oh, I see. I so, see. So that's that's how the the sports industry is going to make all its money is. LA is going to take the fall. Is Jimmy Buckets just deciding to absolutely go off once again? And, uh, well, I, I can't even say once no, again. No, no, I mean, I mean, they're not even going to make the, the finals. Wow, wow. So <laughs> it's going to be Denver and Miami? Is that the, uh, yeah. is that the idea? I mean, I, yeah. I, I can see that. I can see a lot of fun taking place there. I mean, I also see the Heat probably winning in five easily. Because they're like... I, I mean, this, the the Nuggets require the ability to heat up, and Jimmy Butler will just bitch slap Jokic until he decides to shoot ice cold. Oh. Like that. I mean, the, the heat the heat have been off to slow starts in all these games against the Celtics. Yeah, I mean, you know, look at him, man, just barely struggling at three and one against them. You know, they they put up a stat before yesterday's game that out of like the hundred and twenty minutes played between the teams. The Heat had only led for 30 minutes. Yeah, that's called being clutch. <laughs> that absolutely <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> yeah, be like, yeah, th- th- this isn't a game of, well, who leads for more minutes over the, the average of seven games? No, no, it- it's about winning it just at the very end. The comeback kids, those fucking cardiac arrest motherfuckers. But, um, yeah, I, I don't really have too much to talk about other than uh, are we expecting uh, who are, who are we waiting to have like the next monster game? Because it was uh, Harrow, of course, the last time. But then before that, it was Dragic. Dragic. Sorry. Oh, yeah. And then um, before that, that was the big bam game with like the monster block in game two. Or was that game one? I think that was game one. Okay. Um, I mean, like, I, I just don't know whose turn it's going to be to step up, but it makes me love the Heat even more because it's not just the Jimmy Butler 
and friends show. Like I, I think in game it's gonna be game five. Yep. We're gonna see Jalen Brown. Jalen oh, yeah. Brown's gonna go for like 35, 40 points. Yep, yep. I mean, uh I think the Celtics are for sure winning the next one. I mean, I have them picked to win the whole series. So, you know, like I, I don't I don't I have... picked them at the beginning That's... way back when. Yep, yep. Uh what what was it? I, I'm trying to remember here, like if we go back into the before time, as we're thinking about like all of our notes, uh, I can pull that up here. Um, I mean, this. yeah, I, I had the Clippers and the Celtics. Yeah, Clippers and Celtics. No, not not wrong. Gabe, of course, had the Suns win it all, <laughs> which is. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, it's hard to say that I am wrong. Yeah, I, I was wrong. That said, the Suns did indeed win it all. (laughs) (laughs) I just, you know, sometimes it's hard to read the tea leaves. (laughs) Uh, You know, they get a little blurry. Uh, You know, sometimes things get hazy. But um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna say, you know what? I I wasn't that wrong. They did win it all. They did. They, they They did. They got robbed of a chance to truly win it all. I mean, I feel like a fucking fool as I went with my basic bitch of an answer of Lakers <laughs> versus Bucks. That, that uh, I tried that to one, tell you that that really that is aging like milk just by the day. You know, um, I mean, the, the the Bucks went from looking like one of the most dominant teams out there to I mean, the second I think Orlando beat them once in the first game. Like that that was the moment of where just people knew that gods do bleed. And so <laughs> it was over for him. But uh uh speaking, I guess, of gods bleeding and I don't know, I don't I don't have a fun segue to, for this. Um, well, I mean, it's hard to it's just it's hard to predict this stuff. Cause I mean there's a lot of research and effort that goes into knowing what's going to happen. And it'd be so much easier if other people did that research for oh, you. Yeah. I mean, that's why you listen to us is that we're doing the research. We're spending the time, but we there are, are listening are- to the threes of podcasts of sports <laughs> yes. giving us commentary. Exactly. <laughs> and then, so it would be great if there was some way to distill all that information into one area where you could then just pit, make the easy decisions. I mean, I, I think that such a thing might exist, though, Gabe. And so really? we, we might be in luck. Um, Color you, me shocked. Wow, I know, I know. It's called Thrive Fantasy. So what if I invited you to come hashtag prop up on Thrive Fantasy this <laughs> season, huh? It's a daily fantasy sports app for player props. So it's not like those other apps of where you have to build a team and figure out a lineup. They've eliminated all of the countless hours of research and dedication that you might have that qualifies you to be a sports fan or give you some insight into the game and some sense of reward that you feel whenever a player that you were predicting do well, do well. They've gotten rid of all of that. They've focused all on these top tier. Do they give you just do they just give you a handful of people to pick from? They do. It's all about the top tier athletes in whatever the respective sport is. 
So, you know, if uh, we're talking about the NBA, for example, you would choose five out of the 10 listed player prop options and you could build your lineup. And what if it's the NFL, though? There's a lot of players in the NFL. Well, I think uh, we're, we're equally in luck. But, uh, you know, I, I, I can't be the only one talking about this. Mitchell, uh, what, what do you know about Thrive Fantasy? That thing we all use all the time. I know that on Thrive Fantasy, you actually have a chance to win. <laughs> yes, good. That That is, uh, I'm like all of those other sports apps that say you have no chance at winning. <laughs> Use our app anyway, you filthy little pig children. Um, it, it's nice that there's finally an app that gives us a chance to win. Uh, well, I've heard, I've heard that they, Thrive has awarded over $1.5 million in prizes since launching in 2018, and it has $50,000 in guaranteed prizes for the NFL. Wow, indeed. That certainly sounds like a lot of money. So as you lay out each prop, and uh, uh, you're going to accumulate points, and the more points you win, uh, the larger your share of the prize pool. So that means the larger that share of guaranteed money. But, uh, man, unfortunately, we can only... Uh, offer one promo code to our loyal listeners listeners who i'm sure definitely are using this promo code and not something else because uh well with this promo code to our loyal listeners would they get like some kind of bonus to their first deposit they would get a bonus i cannot say that they would get money because that would be a bribe but they could receive an instant twenty dollars into if they deposit twenty dollars or more on their first deposit, which seems like a, a nice little uh, a blessing for you to get. Huh? Doesn't that sound appealing? <laughs> I mean, it's $20. Yeah, phone, it does. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfectly timed. <laughs> <laughs> that ding, that ding means we fulfilled our end of the <laughs> obligation. That was, that, was, that was the sound of me getting so erect. <laughs> $20. So go ahead, download the Thrive Fantasy app on the App Store or at the Play Store, or just visit their website on over at Thrive Fantasy. Sign up and hashtag prop up today. Whoa. Yay. Congratulations, everyone. We made it through that very normal and natural segue point for our conversations. I, weirdly, uh, a whole lot better than last time. So I am going to be very scared that after another like month or so, it will actually be relatively seamless. And then that's going to seem like me patting us on the back <laughs> instead of <laughs> trying to deflect. But um, we'll, we'll see. Uh, happy bridge to cross when we get there. <clears throat> okay, so... The, uh, the the next thing, that as we're shifting gears here, we get to move into the world of the NFL. Thank you. Agree. Agree. Right. The NFL is, <laughs> is good. <laughs> that, that was the sound of me getting erect as I think about us finally getting a chance to talk about football instead of uh, basketball. You know, because I enjoy basketball and I probably enjoy watching it more, but I love how football has every absurd little stat line for everything and that every football fan is quickly turning into their own mini Daryl Morey. A Daryl mini, I think, is going to be the <laughs> word there for it. But um, instead of talking about 
all of the games and doing all of the season previews, which we definitely will probably start doing once the NBA is over. Uh, don't don't you worry about that. We'll fill that uh, hour hour and a half somehow. By God, but um, in the meantime, we definitely I think should check out some key games that bring out some fun storylines or interest uh, or offer up some interesting matchups. So uh, before we do that, though. I just wanted to mention two teams that I was wondering if y'all had kept track of the Philadelphia Eagles and the Minnesota Vikings are, uh, are y'all in remembrance of those teams by any chance? Of course uh, guys, you guys remember, uh, what, what was, what was going on there? I, I know Gabe, you have been wisely ducking out convention you know, conveniently anytime uh there's a week with massive rash of injuries that take place you duck out <laughs> just i don't know probably to go strain some tendon yourself <laughs> yeah i mean let's let's so okay here's 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 the the theory that i've got going yeah on all all of these injuries <clears throat> is football isn't a game you can play full speed right away Mm-hmm. And so, like, we didn't have a preseason, and we asked all of these guys to play full on mm-hmm. regular season football, and so they're just dropping like flies. If it wasn't going to be COVID, it was going to be insane career-ending injuries that are going to be happening. Legitimate question: Can you imagine if one coach said, "You know what? We're going to be punting on this year." And then only played his starters for one quarter in week one, one half <laughs> in week two. You know, just treated Dude, the first yeah. four weeks like the preseason anyway. But then by so doing the so, then had the healthiest <laughs> roster <laughs> possible towards the end. Oh, man. I mean, I think that would have been the, the correct choice. And then even, let's say, the season, I mean, still not convinced the season goes the distance due to COVID. But like, even let's say they somehow limp their way in. Wait, you're not convinced that the NFL is going to lie about their COVID numbers every single week to the finish line? What planet do you live on? Listen, listen, game. Just because literally every college conference has had one team forcibly cancel a set of games because they've had so many positive COVID tests. Well, the NFL hasn't had a single positive player COVID test for three weeks. Does not mean that they are hiding the numbers. Okay. <laughs> Look, the NFL is made up of men, and men don't get sick compared to a bunch of college boys. <laughs> I mean, look, you can't get COVID if you don't test for it. That is true. Uh, And that's exactly what they're doing. They're having all the players spit into a cup, and then they're keeping the cup stored somewhere, right? Are they spitting into the same cup? Maybe. Is that maybe causing (laughs) a a rash of yet another round of outbursts? Possibly. Are they having to play with weird polyps surrounding their heart looking like a fucking raspberry that's beating back and forth also maybe we don't know these things but um what we do know is that uh, i'm sorry is that mental image is that bothering you mitchell uh it's great actually i appreciate it (laughs) but uh I, i think no team exemplifies this both with 
has suffered the most in terms of total numbers and has probably suffered the most in terms of their star player or has suffered the probably one of the single worst injuries um, of any team. And so, that's well, a- you know, except for Shaquan Barkley is a running back. So he's pretty much like, you know, Nick Bose is up here and Shaquan Barkley's like down wow, here. Wow. Um, wow. <laughs> I, I mean, that he might be as good as he is. That <laughs> might be the case for Shaquan Barkley, but for Saquon, Saquon. Oh. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, I, I mean, it's we're yes. of course talking about the 49ers and the Giants that are playing each other, and um, I I cannot imagine how it feels to be a fantasy owner. I'm sorry, fantasy manager. We cannot call them auction drafts. They are salary cap drafts. We are not fantasy football owners. We are fantasy managers. I have to, I, I, I it's all jokes aside. I do appreciate the updated language. So I am trying to fix that. Um, but uh, for fantasy football managers, I think it just has to suck that this is the second time in three years that this has happened. <laughs> there is a guy. You mean the second year in a row? <laughs> uh, di- didn't that happen with him? Um, two years ago, where he got hurt. I thought this is only his third year. Yeah, I thought he got hurt his rookie year. Maybe I was wrong. No, his rookie year, he put up the monster numbers. Okay, well then. Well then. Uh, Who am I thinking about? I have no idea. Anyways, um, I I just can't imagine being a fantasy football owner and having that much invested and then finding out that it's all gone. Especially with people in auction drafts. Yeah, you're spending eighty dollars on Saquon Barkley. It's just it, it's it all disappears like tears in in rain. Uh, I spent like three times that much. Well, okay. I mean, <laughs> our, our league is weird. I I decided to you know basically allow people to trade with loose change for some people if they wanted to. But um, talking about for the standard uh, hundred dollar salary league. Okay. Uh, that, you know that 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 would be. Kind of an issue. That makes sense. Place. But uh, well, it's okay. Your your team of scrubs. I just hope you know that everything goes well. There's always next year, um, and maybe the team will take pity on you. You can start a GoFundMe for your league dudes, and then uh, work it out from there. My God, did y'all see that tweet uh, from Debo uh, talking about the field conditions at MetLife Stadium? By the way, no, I missed that. Oh. I mean, he he said like, of course people are gonna get hurt. the The field conditions are trash. Like, you know, he expressed something that a lot of players have expressed that the the field itself is sticky, whatever the artificial thing is. And so, like, when then you're trying to cut, your feet can get jammed in the ground, which you know might be an important issue to fix. And what makes that so important is that the 49ers played the Jets, then they stuck around. And now we'll be playing the Giants again. <laughs> Double winning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So why not just start all of your backups? Get, this let is them actually get payback. Just, just because Candlelight Park was terrible for years. <laughs> You're right. Those those same players that are suffering. <laughs> Pay for your forefathers' sins. Um, yeah. So So my question is, do you think that the 49ers' backups could beat the Giants' starters. 
the Giants, who I believe now are also without Sterling Shepard on top of Saquon Barkley. And- All day, every day. Yeah. What, what about you, Mitchell? Of course. I mean, it's a no-brainer because it's 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 Shanahan versus Garrett. Yeah, yeah, it no. Is a Cowboys fan. Okay, well, when you put it that way, that makes it really seem like a no-brainer. I mean, my question is: speaking of you know, uh, strong, maybe Slavic. I'm not. I'm not sure. Gabe, I need you to be our uh, uh, NFL f- uh, just phrenology department here. Kyle Yuschek is is he a Slav? What what's what's the situation with him? I think Yuschek is a Slav. Hell yeah! Because as everyone's talking about <laughs> Jeff Wilson having the monster game, him and Jarek McKinnon, I absolutely see Shanahan deciding to dial up his favorite fullback and just have him uh, make do on his... Slobs are really only good as fullbacks or quarterbacks. Pretty much nothing else. Yeah, that's good. I I mean, what's that quote? If you need uh, two yards, coach, I'll get you three yards. If you need four (laughs) yards, coach, I'll get you three yards. (laughs) Like, that's, that's, that's that seems to be uh Yuschek's whole style there is all in the short game uh so i mean i i i that would probably be i guess like my boldest fantasy prediction would be expecting a big game from kyle Yuschek. now i'm not starting I mean, him in anything but no i i, I, I certainly wouldn't I, there's one, here's the one thing about slobs is we are wildly unreliable uh, in our <laughs> departments I mean, this is why we are either fullbacks or quarterbacks, is we are wily and fast, and hence <laughs> we tend to be quarterbacks, or we're mildly unreliable, and we tend to be fullbacks. Also, you are not good enough for the ESPN nude body issue, so that takes cornerback, wide receiver, running back, and linebacker just right out, just not even available. <laughs> I, I understand. I understand. Well, um, that then takes us into the afternoon game, uh, and there there are a lot of great games here. So my apologies for focusing on what is probably the ugliest matchup, and that is the Panthers, who are 0-2, at the Chargers, who are 1-1. And, you know, it, fall is here. Halloween's a month away, and Pinterest is going crazy. So we all know what that actually means. Uh, there's something in the air. It's cuffing season. People are falling into relationships left and right. Mitchell's already been grabbed. Congrats to him. And then uh, Gabe, uh, I'm, I'm absolutely sure you're going to be having to beat people off with a stick one way or the other the second it drops into the high 60s. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, that it, it just reminds me that it's cuffing season as well in the NFL. And none of us as fantasy managers, I think, did our due diligence because no one had uh, uh, Mike Davis, who is Christian McCaffrey's backup. And he is now the starting running Ooh. back. Yeah, exactly. The starting running back for the next four to six weeks for the Carolina Panthers. And he's going to get, I mean, run CMC was getting already an awful lot of garbage time production. But I mean, I, I mean my, Mike Davis is probably going to get, I don't know, 60% of that, 70% of that. You can't do a, a direct plug-and-play, but you can probably get something comparable, at least. And that puts him into low-end RB1, high-end RB2 as, as a category. And no one, I think, thought about that. I, and I would be wondering whether we should sequester the fantasy gods 
for if we can have an IR spot and we can now have a COVID spot, we should be allowed to have one handcuff spot, which is <laughs> where your player can not count towards your bench total if they are the handcuff to one of your starters, whatever the starter it, will be. That See, the problem that runs afoul of is people like myself, who, like, again, as a Slav is wily and crafty. <laughs> and what I like to do is draft other people's handcuffs to sit on my bench and then extort better players <laughs> out of them. I, I mean, Which, I mean that's, I, like I, you, you, we've had this conversation before about like I think handcuffs are absolutely they hold no value. You say that it, that is a biased source. That is like Wolf International says nothing to be afraid of. Sheep, go out and play <laughs> after dark. <laughs> handcuffs are useless unless you're using them to extract a better player. <laughs> like so, Mike, you know, you draft Mike Davis late in the draft. And then Christian McCaffrey goes down. And then you approach that team who happened to also somehow draft Lamar Jackson because everybody <laughs> waited to draft the QB until like the fifth round. It, it, the fifth round. My God. All right. I, I need and, to know how your league goes. I need to get invited <laughs> to that. <laughs> and then you just decide that, like, hey, I will give you Mike Davis, who for sure is going to put up Christian McCaffrey definitely, kind of. Numbers. Definitely. You know, it, Christian McCaffrey it, is a product of the elite <laughs> Panthers offense. He is not a singular exactly. talent whatsoever. Exactly. And then you just, you know, you maybe extract, you know, you give up Mike Davis, who's going to get you a solid 11 points a game, you know, if you're lucky. And, you know, you somehow manage to work out, a, you know, 30 to 40 points a game yeah. back in favor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's what you call wheeling and dealing. I believe. Yes. Right? Uh, I mean, when people go, when people's RB ones or wide receiver ones or their star quarterback goes down, people panic. Yeah. They panic and they're going to make bad trade decisions when you are in that panic situation. As what you need to be doing right now, as we've seen with all of these soft tissue injuries is going through, Getting all those handcuffs that you possibly yeah, can. Drop your starters. Soon, only handcuffs. As soon as, exactly. Drop all your starters. As soon as that, as soon as that, uh, the the person that you got the handcuff for goes down, you immediately fire a trade offer to that person. Yeah. They'll be in the middle of their panic that their star <laughs> player just went down. I, I'm now just picturing someone now holding on to RG3. <laughs> shifting their hands just hoping hoping that maybe he goes down after your absolute fuck over trade happens so that way then he can get mike davis from you for rg3 <laughs> oh my goodness um the other the other storyline coming out of this game is weirdly a storyline that i think has been done to death probably in some circles, but for more casual listeners, I don't think it's come up that much. Um, the Chargers decided to puncture Tyrod Taylor's lung with a uh, vitamin injection. That's that's what they're calling it. So Tyrod Taylor is down one lung <laughs> in the middle of a pandemic that attacks your respiratory system. 
it's it, there's a high possibility that this person retired Tyrod Taylor because of this decision point. Like insane. Most insane shit that I heard. I was like, I saw that headline and I was like, I don't need to know any more about that. <laughs> How? Like, think of a needle, okay? And then I was, because I idiotically was thinking about it from the front, right? But in reality, it would have been an injection that would be going into the muscle probably in the back. And that you fuck it up that badly, but then you... you administer it and it punctures a lung that just sounds awful but i thought yeah so i think it was chi- I, mean, I thought it was an injection in was it an injection in the back i thought it was an oh, injection I, I, I don't know i don't know so either way. It, was, it was chest pains he, and he so. was reported to have chest pains as a that's what they said because the going story during the game was he was having an allergic reaction to some sort of painkiller right and then uh, it came uh, out that, that in reality, the reason he had chest pains is because someone fucking punctured his lung. And <laughs> so I can't imagine any sort of IV or any sort of needle that you would put in from the front. So that's why I'm assuming it would be something yeah. for the back. But. And you would think generally when you're stabbing somebody in the back or the chest near all sorts of vital organs. But it, think- it was for his ribs. Was so- it? Yeah. Okay. Again. Okay. So, so anyways, if you're if you're puncturing the body anywhere around those visceral organs, yep. I know needles needles come in different sizes. Like, why did you pull out the seven inch needle when you are only going like an inch deep or something like that? He said he had thick skin. Okay. He he was trying to administer the needle while Tyrod Taylor had his pads on. That 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 was the issue. So he was trying to stab it through all the way. Ooh, here's, here, here's the conspiracy theory that just came to mind. Tyrod Taylor was experiencing chest pains and they were trying to cover up a COVID infection. No, that absolutely could be the case. I would not be surprised because the recovery time is six to eight weeks for chest pain. Like, which is also roughly the same recovery time for COVID, which, wow, <laughs> congratulations, everyone. <laughs> so they just they just threw the doctor under the bus because the doctor can't be sued as part of the CBA anyways. So what is <laughs> what does the team doctor really have to lose in this situation? Yeah. Team doctor got a phone call that said Tyrod Taylor after this game is about to go out and say that he tested positive for coronavirus. We need you to take him out for a little while. <laughs> then to the hospital. And then, oh no, he got coronavirus while at the hospital. Definitely not while getting ready and playing over here. Oh no. I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's wild. It's wild is what it is. Um, I still, though, I'm going to pick the Chargers. What about y'all? I mean, you kind of have to. I mean, yeah, the Panthers are terrible. I, they're, they're they're terrible, but I mean, I I could see them. I get. I'm I, maybe this is me just being a Joe Brady believer, but like I could see them getting, you know, like seventeen points or so, and then if Herbert melts down for whatever reason, because we now finally have tape on him, 
that the, the, the Panthers could maybe try and do something. I, I'm not. So I'm not confident. Bad. I'm still betting on I the Chargers. Mean, this, this is open and shut for the Chargers. This is. That's right. You hear that? Better strong money. Everyone's going all in on the Chargers. Time to bet <laughs> I mean, Panthers they, while you can. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, mean, if, I wouldn't touch this game with the ten foot pole if you're betting money. But. <laughs> But if we were to do player props, which is different than betting money, but still uses money for some reason. Um, anyways, anyways. Okay, so the Sunday night football game. Um, the Packers, they are playing the Saints. Packers are 2-0. and Looks like um, that they are uh, better than they were last year, which congrats to them because it's really looking like Jordan Love was the single best pick in the 2020 draft. Just because it got Aaron Rodgers mad. And a mad Aaron Rodgers with something to prove is probably the best player in the NFL. <laughs> so, I, mean, I mean, as long as Aaron Jones keeps going out there and getting you 40 fantasy points per game. Like, he's able to do that because they're terrified that Rodgers is going to hurl it 60 yards downfield to MVS or someone. You know, it's just... They're 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 scared, and so then. I mean, now Aaron Jones, you know, is somebody that I'm going to take my go against my own advice and pick up his handcuff. Which is who (laughs) that? Like, don't they have the most muddled handcuff situation in the world? Jamal Williams, isn't it? Jamal Williams, but then they also drafted a running back in the second round, AJ Dillon. God knows what's going to happen there. He's the guy with like the huge quads that everyone was saying. Look. He looks exactly like Saquon, which oh, you know, get him out there. Yeah, have him go, have him play for a game and rip his ACL. <laughs> Can you imagine oh, no. that? Just what? No. Aaron Jones I is feeling <laughs> Aaron Jones is feeling <laughs> ill for whatever reason when the Packers go to MetLife Stadium to p- play the Jets. <laughs> so oh, it's all God. you, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, the The other question I had, though, was on the Saints, because what is the over-under realistically on Drew Brees' arm strength? How far downfield can he accurately throw? And by that, I mean a foot by a foot by a foot by a foot. You know, that window spot, because they say that a quarterback should be able to hit like 25 yards. That's kind of. I think I think he can do a best fifteen. Yeah, I think he's done. I think Drew Brees is. I mean, I I, mean, I, I, I don't even think ten, really. Like he he looks so bad. He looks so, against the Raiders. He looked terrible, and especially that like once they were down, once they were down two two scores, and they were trying to put it through the air. It was, it was like. It was Kamara and Cook. Football yeah. level bad. I mean, I, the, he couldn't do anything. And then on the passes he was even trying to attempt that were slightly longer than just shovel passes, the the receivers were trying to uh, accommodate for that. Like, they were having to break off routes and things. I mean, it, it just did not look good. Looks like he needs to be retired to some nice, you know, studio booth upstate on a wheat farm or something. <laughs> We can't overlook Michael Thomas 
not playing. No, this, because this it's is, apparent that Michael Thomas is just the greatest receiver in the NFL. Yeah, but Give I mean, like the Saints, Jameis Winston, Dylan's <laughs> right, unleash hell, right? please, please. I think, I think that is that is a great point that I think Michael Thomas did so well in spite of <laughs> Drew Brees. Like, yeah. that is the most insane shit ever. Yeah, add that to that conversation, you know, the one about Chris Godwin and Keenan Allen and Michael Thomas that they were having about, like, who's the best quarter? uh, I'm sorry, the best wide receiver. Well, yeah, let's see how your quarterback does when you aren't on the field. Like, and the Saints just fucking crater. It's so bad. I'm terrified. I would be terrified of that wide receiver trio with just, I don't know, a second string quarterback who could accurately throw. Fucking right. 15 to 20 yards. Doesn't even have can, to be 25. Can he, he can he throw the ball within two yards of the receiver? <laughs> yeah, just fucking yeah, are you are you within three yards of accuracy at 20 yards? <laughs> right. Like those those receivers would be it would be disgusting. It would be I, I mean, I without Michael Thomas being able to play. I don't know how anyone that's against the Packers in this. I mean, people are still going to ride the the Saints train. People still believe in Drew Brees and think the Saints are, you know. Again, I'm not saying it's impossible for the Saints to win. I just don't see a way for them to win with it then all of a sudden being a good Drew Brees game. I think there would have to be turnovers or a pick six or a special teams touchdown and stuff like that. I, I just don't no. think. They're going to go, wow, Drew Brees really shouldered this this Sunday night and took him into the promised land. They're, yeah, they're going to have to, I mean, they're going to have to keep the game close. If, they, if it turns into some sort of shootout where they're down by two scores, it, that's it. I mean, and I just don't see the Saints keeping it that close against the Packers. Yeah. Um, it's it's going to be rough, I think. Do you think Packers by one score or two? I mean, I, I don't see a way where the Packers don't win by at least 10 points. Okay, so two scores, yeah. That makes yeah, sense. I, I think it's two. I think it's going to be a full, I think it's going to be a full 14. Yeah. Two I, mean, judge. I, I, I would say two scores. Um, I should also clarify that I mean two scores um, before like the two-minute warning of garbage time hits. I don't yeah. care yeah. about yeah. any of this like bullshit. They kicked a field goal with 46 seconds left, and then that made it a one-score game. No, no, no. I mean, we're not um, talking so, as better. Yeah, it's, it's a two-score game heading into garbage yeah. time. So what? The, the Packers are the Packers, are the underdogs in this game too, because I guess the Superdome people still think that the, the home field advantage yeah, for all some the, reason. All those fans in the Superdome just <laughs> <laughs> really setting the mood there. No, I, I, yeah. Oh God, I fear Aaron Rodgers in this game. So looks like I'm going to be doing some betting uh, after this, and therefore dooming the Packers. My apologies, but. Um, I, I just can't see them losing. So the Miami Dolphins were three and a half point underdogs tonight. Hold on, the Dolphins were the underdogs. I thought for sure. Yeah. Oh my god, people don't look at these lines beforehand. My God, 
I need you to tell me when this hits like this, <laughs> Mitchell. I so did tell I can lose you. money on this. I, I told you earlier that the Jaguars were a heavy public favorite. Heavy public favorite could mean by like one point. I don't know. It means that they're the favorite in the line and that there's a lot of people betting on them. Oh, my God. I mean, I, t- I told you the only team you need to trust. Suns, baby. Florida. The only teams you, you needed to trust, and this was my, the order that I gave you, and this is the order I'm giving the fans, is you trust, and you can't do much if you are, since this game's already being played, but it's Minshew, then the any skills player on the Miami Dolphins, and then Jacksonville. Oh, hell yeah. James Robinson, nine carries for 43 yards with one yeah. touchdown, one reception for 24 yards. That's right. My little engine that could. Oh, my God. You keep going. Ten points. <laughs> Ten points and counting. That's all I need from you. <laughs> you, you do so. Make Papa proud. You fucking yeah, flex exactly. spot, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he delights me. Oh, my God. I mean, like, I hate to be that guy because last year the Dolphins were my team um, just because I I just enjoyed everything. So I really hate how I'm sticking around probably because I don't want to give my heart away too soon to any team. But, I mean, like, watching the Jaguars go probably like 1-15 in while also just having an absolute blast because – Oh no, yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> no expectations. Yeah, exactly. No nothing. <laughs> like, Minshew. The only thing that's going to be funny is if Minshew make plays well enough for them to get to like four wins or five wins, aka out of Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields area. Like he plays well enough to save his job, and I mean, uh, I think he can, but not without no DJ Chark out. <laughs> okay yeah how how good are you feeling by the way if you're like well we had a shot with dj chark but now we're <laughs> i mean look at the saints without michael thomas man these number one receivers mattered offenses you know I, I i mean i i hear you i i hear you i see you your feelings are valid don't get me wrong but i i don't think they are well, if we add one no, more these DJ are not chart, comparable situations, yeah, no, obviously not. Obviously I, not. They need an offensive the, line. They need, but for the dynamic of this Jaguars team, if they're going to win five to six games, then yes. DJ Chark has to go out there and be a good number one receiver. Oh yeah, I mean, it needs to be Chark. It needs to be Chenault. It needs to be Robinson holding on to that number one RB spot with a bullet. <laughs> I mean, okay, you know what? Let's get out of this garbage bowl, though. Let's focus on the real deal here. All right. This is the I think the marquee matchup. Like th- this is such a game that it makes me regret the idea of not doing this show twice a week, but having every like late Monday night just be me by myself rambling, <laughs> talking about the Monday night football, just uh and how much I hate the announcers. Um but but this this game it's going to be the Chiefs at the Ravens. This is, I think, not only the game of the week, this will probably be one of the best games this half of the season. It certainly is the best game that Monday Night Football has to offer 
this season. I don't know if you look to see what upcoming games they had, but shit looks fucking bleak for them. I'm not I'm not really looking out too well. Um it's going to be interesting, I think, to as well see how this crew handles this Monday night football game. Because uh, did Ooh, y'all, you're did, right. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the schedule and it's abysmal. Yeah, this is this is their one good game. Like I am not to say, not saying these that the other gonna, these are all gonna be blowouts. Like, is it worse than the Thursday night schedule? Yes, because Thursday night at least is divisional, <laughs> so that will have some implications later on as the season develops. Not to say that there probably won't be good games, but in terms of games that you can pin your hat on and say like this is going to be a, a showdown. Uh, okay. I mean, That's this, this is it. It's Chiefs versus Raiders. Um, I'm not Raiders. Ravens uh, for week three. And that's it for Monday Night Football. So they're going to have everyone watching them this time. And it's their new fucking trio of, of uh, what is it? Steve Levy, Lan- not Lance Riddick. Uh, what's his name? God damn it. I can't remember. Um, Riddick. Oh, God. Oh, well. Gonna be it's gonna be a a, a real racist thing because I said Lance Riddick and I know he's from fucking Fringe and not um uh yeah Lewis Riddick Steve Lewis. Levy and Brian Grease yeah uh, I mean uh they are I think a much better uh, lineup obviously than than last year with fucking Booker McFarland it's nice that they've relegated uh, him all the way back to uh, big- Booker was the worst like he, uh, he was. All of the John Maddenisms without any insider knowledge. Like, yeah, I mean, like, at the very least, like on Inside the NBA, like Charles Barkley is insane. Yeah, but he occasionally has something interesting to say because he has some insight. Like, or he does something people, that is jiffable. You know, like yeah. it's it's just people tuned in <laughs> tuned in every week to make fun of Booger McFarland, though. I mean, I didn't tune in. I'm sorry. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like, I, I'm not sure how many people were like, all right, ugh, week nine, trash team versus trash team. Let's make fun of Booger McFarland. That might speak more to like your friend group overall. I hope they're doing better this year because <laughs> that doesn't sound healthy. <laughs> they're like, my life is shit. I'm looking at like four and a half white claws deep right now. I sleep on a futon that is also my bed that is also... My exquisite oh, gaming chair, you know. That's everyone I mean, who watches Monday Night Football they, religiously. Yeah, I, I, I know those religious <laughs> fanatics. <laughs> they, they are like one bad call by Joe Tessitore away from joining ISIS. Like that, that those those types of motherfuckers. Um, I mean, I'm glad that Joe Tessitore is gone because I don't trust Italians. I liked him. I just really thought that he should just go be on ESPN two doing like college football because then like his weird, like smirky condescending attitude he has like makes a little bit more sense if he's playing like the afternoon games that not a lot of people will see. Cause I mean, when he's doing like a highlight thing, yeah, it makes sense. He's just awful in the, in between times, you know, in between downs. It just, it just doesn't work for him. And it really didn't work with Booger. I mean, like when they were getting the names wrong of players, oh my god! It, it, uh, you have to remember there the good times. Art, there is an art for the relationship between a play-by-play 
play-by-play guy and color analyst. Yes, know? and that's why I think with uh, <laughs> Steve Levy and Brian Greasy, because they were ESPN College Football's number two team or number three. I forget which one they were, but they've worked together before. And so when they're adding Lewis Riddick over, um, uh, it'll be interesting, I think. But that, that's enough about the people who will be calling it and torturing us with their good and or bad uh, announcing there. Uh, what do we think is going to end up happening with this game? Do we think there's going to be any blowouts one way or the other? Any big injuries that will be taking place? What uh, what do we feel like is going to be happening through the grapevine? I think the the Ravens are going to win seventy to sixty nine, <laughs> <laughs> and Sammy Watkins is going to drop three of the three of the three passes that are thrown in his direction. There, yeah, he's going to drop three touchdowns that would have been like the the Chiefs have been the first team to ever score a hundred points in the NFL. Yep. Oh man, is there a more Tried and true. It feels weird to say tried and true, but fool's gold player than Sammy Watkins. Like next year, yeah. I should draft him at Maybe the end of my. Fuller. I mean, like I absolutely need to draft him next year. Expect to start him week one and then trade him. Right, like that. Yes. That's the thing to do is to to get that big game. Because I mean, uh, there was an interesting. Uh, I forget who was talking about it with Sammy Watkins, but um. Andy Reid almost loves doing that sort of thing with wide receivers because it then makes defenses have to game plan for a big Sammy Watkins game, even though he never is actually planning on really using Sammy Watkins (laughs) in that same way ever again. But he did it once, and so that's on tape. And so then they have to do that now, uh, at least for the next quarter. And then... Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, gonna be interesting. I think. It's, I mean, it's like when you're playing, like when you're playing a game of poker, you you show down with a terrible hand every once in a while, so people just they never know if you're playing. You know, uh, you gotta get aggressive with the pair of fives. Okay, yeah. we can't. We, we have to appeal. We have to work on our SEO here. We cannot talk about if we're playing poker and bluffing. We have to phrase it like if we're playing Among Us. And bluffing, okay, because that's what all the cool kids are doing uh, with that weird Damn. murder mystery computer game that's taking place. Look, the first yeah. murder, the first murder mystery is from Jackbox Games. All right, put some respect on the, oh, the modern board game's name. <laughs> I'm sure Among Us is way more fun. I, I bet it's made by Jackbox, actually, from I, I, the animations I've seen. I have I have no idea. I also played the game, like, once, and I frustrated everyone. And that, that seemed like that was good enough for me. So, um, <laughs> now, Mitchell, you, you've said you're picking the Ravens to uh, win 70 to 69. I think that's a yeah. pretty bold uh, thing there. Gabe, uh, who are you going with beyond just fuck Sammy Watkins? Uh, I saw so I'm picking the Ravens. I think they'll manage. To, so Kansas City has, I don't know. There's just something about them that hasn't been as as solid as it was last season. Like they just don't seem like they're firing in all the cylinders. And it might be because they don't have, they didn't have a preseason, and so this is the preseason tune-up that's happening. Yep. Um, whereas I think the I think the Ravens have been looking great. Um, I do think Lamar Jackson is going to 
much to my chagrin on my fantasy team, at least throw one interception. Um, <laughs> well, uh, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, the, the Chiefs don't have any functional linebackers, it seems like. So, I mean, the Ravens might just be running the ball in weird four back sets and then just call it a game from there. I wouldn't be. Um. I mean, I think, but I think we're in this weird space of, uh, if I remember correctly, Lamar Jackson threw for as many touchdowns as he did interceptions last season. And so it's like the fact that he hasn't thrown any interceptions this season yet means there's going to be a really hard regression to the mean here shortly. <laughs> Possibly. Or he could Aaron Jones it, you know, because... We were all talking about how Aaron Jones will regress to the mean. He's looking better than ever. Like, what if Aaron Jones last year was him regressed to the mean, but now he's having a spike year? Yeah, we got to think about this because he's still uh, Lamar Jackson is still younger than Joe Burrow. You know, like, yeah, I'm wrong about that. Lamar Jackson only threw six interceptions last season. I was going to say, I thought last season was the season. Who who is it that threw a bunch of inter, like as many interceptions as they did uh, touchdowns? That was Jameis Winston, thirty for thirty. Jameis Winston, there it is, Jameis Winston. Yeah, the, those two guys with exactly similar playing styles. <laughs> man, oh man, this is this is wild. This is wild, is what it is. Uh, um, this is going to be just such a fun game. I think. Uh, I hope that no one gets hurt. I hope Mitch Mitchell's uh, prediction is right of it being seventy to sixty-nine. I know that'll make all the old school fantasy. I'm um, not. I'm sorry, not fantasy. Uh, real life football diehards shriek and howl in horror uh, at such a high-scoring game. But I think that that would be the exact kind of spectacle that the NFL would love to see. So I mean, it all makes sense, even it's in what's the world best of conspiracy theories. You know, um, yeah, it, it's what we should be hoping for. But th- this will be fun. This will be fun to see. Uh, y'all have any uh, closing thoughts as we're wrapping things up here? I mean, every time someone on the Chiefs or the Ravens throws the ball down the field more than 20 yards, if it's not a completion, it should be a pass interference. <laughs> with the talent that they have i wouldn't be surprised if that's automatically the case as they just decide so, to mug everyone so that, that's good i like that i like that uh what about you gabe um go ahead and pick up handcuffs for any top wide receivers or running backs <laughs> who are playing at MetLife stadium yeah yeah the the, the week you've watched someone playing at metlife the following week, that's what you're getting uh, all those handcuffs for, is stomping ground. That could work. Just remember, just remember, as soon as that person goes down with an injury, hit the tra- send trade. Like, And I don't care who you're getting back. Try to get two, maybe three players out of it. <laughs> all right, Tyree Kill, Aaron Jones. And uh, I don't know. I'm feeling good about Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Alternatively, alternatively, if you want to play the long game, get the handcuff, immediately send the trade for the handcuff of the next week's player. 
like that guy who who traded a paperclip on Craigslist all the way into a house. Yes, yes. Ah, it's a brilliant, it's a brilliant strategy that I'm sure won't turn us all into heartless sociopaths by the end of. So that that's the uh, most important thing here. But very cool. Um, thank y'all listening at home for checking us out, checking the show out. Go ahead and follow us on social media at Sports Radio 1917. Also, um, tune in uh, next week as we uh, uh, decide to do some recapping. But also, uh, I'm going to, I think, have us go through some of the pain rankings a little to see which 0-3 team is the worst of the worst. You know, and then uh, uh, when we're going to predict like their next win taking place. I think that that would be pretty fun to Miami won't be in that discussion. Oh shit. Oh shit. All right, Jacksonville. Let's see when Gardner Minshew gets that first win. Let's see when he stops tanking for Trevor. They they already had their first win. The Jacksonville does Jacksonville. Yeah. Yeah. They won week one. Oh my God. That's right. Against the Colts. It did. Yeah, I keep on forgetting. I bet your parlay, and that was the only loss. Yep. Uh, well, you know, uh, uh, you win some, you lose some. Uh, the the Jaguars lost in my heart, and that's what matters most. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, all right. Uh, what have y'all got to plug? What's going on? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Dr. Goldtooth, um, as well as I have links to the places where I'm selling some art and what have you. Check that out. That's about it. Awesome, awesome. And Mitchell? I just want to say, through all the doom and gloom that's happening in the world, I don't think I can ever remember a time where I've seen more ads for voting. Yeah! So, the more people that registered for to vote, the more people that vote, the better. Yes. And I, I, I'm glad that, that out of all of the stuff that's happening, that's happening. That, that is how we affect real change here. Is uh, going out and deciding to vote. Incremental progress is better than no progress at all. Never forget that, people. All right. Well, uh, we love you. We will talk to all of y'all soon. 